All right, should we get to our sexy story this week? Ladies, gentlemen, you cannot unsuck that dick. (laughs) It was hot. It was really quite something. (laughs) Do you like when someone else makes me moan? Do not show up looking like you slept in your clothes. In your car. There is nothing sexier than getting railed by two dudes at the same time. I'll just say that. Hey everyone, welcome to Front Porch Swingers. I'm Brenna. I'm Brian. Guys, altplayground.net is blowing up in their parties and shindig section. There are new events being added almost daily in states all over the place. Maryland, Pennsylvania, Florida, Georgia, just to name a few. So if you are looking for some ways to get out there to connect with some amazingly sexy people and to experience some new lifestyle stuff, Alt Playground is definitely your one-stop resource for that. So head on over to altplayground.net today. Of course, we would love for you to also come say hello to us in our community called Front Porch Swingers. We actually share some exclusives there that you won't see anywhere else. So it's a great way to stay up to date with what we have going on as well. Again, head on over to altplayground.net today. We hope to see you there. So we've had a lot of you asking what we're doing with our lives right now. (laughs) Where are we going next? What's Yeah, listen, we don't know. We don't know what the fuck is happening. We don't even know what we're doing fucking tomorrow at this point. No, absolutely not. That's kind of the joy of doing what we're doing. However, we will be spending a little bit more time in Florida, mainly because there's not a lot of fucking places available for us to go at this point. Yes, it's very true. The obviously coronavirus and everything that's happened in the last year and a half has resulted in a lot of people getting out onto the road, which is great because why wouldn't you? It's a great way to do things. But it also means we're kind of fucked right now because there's a lot of places we can't go. But we're going to plan for a couple months down the road. And in the meantime, we are going to continue to kick it on the beach and have some fun and just make the best of it. Well, yeah, we're not. We plan a lot of shit. Like we're super analytical. We we give a lot of thought to just about every fucking thing we do at nauseum. The one thing we do not do well is really plan like our routes because we just fly by the seat of our pants. We just don't give a fuck. I haven't given a fuck. I just wanted to be naked and be in the sun. So well, that's kind of the whole point of why we did what we did in terms yeah. of leaving careers and leaving a home and all of the schedules and the constant worry is that we didn't want to have to live like that anymore. So we'll have to start being a little more strict strategic but in the meantime we really can't give you guys any details because we don't know we do know for sure that from where we are right now at uh nude camp we are headed back to vero for about a month we're gonna be on the beach for a month brian's gonna have to put on pants though i don't even know what the fuck i'm gonna do with myself i gotta put on (laughs) pants to take out the trash and shit you'll lose my mind we were talking this morning i was like do you think you're a nudist now and you're like i might be i'm definitely on the fringe no i'm on the edge there's no doubt i just like being fucking naked and in the sun You know, it's just a thing. Yeah, but I feel like nudists like to be naked even when there's not sun. Like, they just want to be naked, period. Yeah, I get that. But I enjoy the combination of nudity and sun worshipping. It's just my thing. I think you're also just becoming a nudist because you're walking around the RV naked even when it's kind of chilly. I'm in, like, a sweater and you're (laughs) naked. I'm like, what are you doing? Well, because I can just walk out the door and be naked. Like, walk to the hot tub, naked. (laughs) Come back from the hot tub, naked. Just doesn't fucking matter. So, yeah, it's going to be a little difficult to be on the beach and not be naked. But I'm going to give it my, my best shot so yeah we'll be there for till at least like the middle of june don't know from there we're not i'm just not that far ahead yet 
well, there's a nude beach like 35 minutes from where we're staying. Yeah. So you can be nude on occasion at least. For sure. Yeah, I'll definitely do that. But yeah, where we're going to be, I don't know. We have some stuff planned a little bit later on in the year. So we know we have to be certain places, <laughs> but I don't have a clue. We keep saying, you know, most people don't know what they want to be when they grow up. We don't know where we want to be when we grow up. We know we're doing exactly what we want to be doing. <laughs> we do. Well, listen, in fact, we were pretty confident up until a week ago, roughly a week ago, that we we were getting ready to plant ourselves somewhere. We kind of had this thought in our head, like, let's let's go there. Let's do this. And then we thought about it like, fuck that. I don't let's just keep traveling. Well, how many people have the opportunity to just travel? I mean, half the people we talk to think we're crazy, but the other half say, yeah. oh, my God, I wish I could do what you guys are doing. And I just feel like we can't give up on that opportunity. We really have to embrace it and have a fucking badass experience. Yeah. So we're just going to keep hitting the road. Fuck it. We're, we'll figure it out. We'll land someplace at some point. You can always land somewhere. But for now, we're just going to keep on traveling. We'll let you know where we're headed. You'll know. Sign up. Check us out on our website. You'll you'll get the first information. Obviously, our patrons get it first. Yeah. But yeah, you'll know where we're headed. Bureau we'll Beach you. is next, though. So spoiler alert, we'll be on the beach. We'll tell you all about our no- slutty nomadic lives as the podcast goes on. So <laughs> yeah. just listen in here and you'll find out where the fuck we're going. Well, talking about slutty nomadic lives, you had slutty Sunday uh, you had it was slutty Sunday to this to like the tenth power. So for those of you who are not longtime listeners of our show or you haven't caught that episode, we have an episode called Slutty Sunday. Was it Slutty Sunday? It, I shit, I don't, Slutty Sunday, Slutty Monday. I don't fucking know. Whatever it was, you blew it out of the water. I have it no was, idea. It was a fucking crazy day, but this Slutty Sunday topped that. I yeah. had the craziest fucking time. I had an amazing time. I had spoiler alert, two different experiences. I don't think the two experiences could have been any more different. No, polar opposite. Now I don't know the details of both experiences. I know some of the details of one of them, which you had to share with me because it was so interesting. But yeah, I don't imagine they were similar in any way. Well, sometimes you just wake up in the morning and you're like, holy fuck, I am voracious. I need cock. I need mouths. I need something. I just have this hunger inside of me that is not going to go away. I will not rest my head on the pillow until I have been a gigantic slut. And that happened. And I cannot wait to tell you guys about it. Yeah, it was super fucking hot. It was a lot of firsts, too. We have a lot of firsts going on. We do. Yeah. And on top of what happened that Sunday, I always also more recently had a date, I guess you would say. Yeah, you did. With a gentleman who is the male half of the couple that we talked about that you went on the date with the female half. I did. And so now we have both gone on separate play dates with them away from each other, basically spent the whole day with them. This last time that I, or this time that I was with him, we went and did some vanilla fun, stupid shit. And then we got a hotel room and I will not tell you any more details because you have to wait. But it was, was a really fun experience and it was also I think a good stepping stone for us to start being more independent and for you to trust me a little bit more in terms of my driving and being a responsible adult. Yeah, it's not easy. I know it's you not. Know, it's tough. And I don't blame you because I am literally the worst driver in the entire world. Oh. I have no attention span, so I'm not faulting you, but we need to get past it. <laughs> yeah, you are you're scary. You drive, your driving is a little scary. I'm working on it. You know, you come from a small town, I get it. You didn't need to con- be concerned about the same things that most folks have to be concerned <laughs> about now you drive great in the snow however in the snow i will outdrive fucking anyone that does not live in snowy climates just saying yeah but there's no snow here 
So yeah. it's kind of a different situation. But yeah, it's a, it was a lot of first. The, of course, I had an amazing date with his partner. We did vanilla shit too, then got a room and got freaky. It was awesome. And you basically did the same thing. And I don't know hardly anything about it at all other than what we kind of replayed while we were having sex. But I'm waiting patiently for the details. Yeah. So just to give you a few teasers of all the stuff we have coming up, we also haven't even talked about the gentleman I talked about last week. Yeah. You played with his female half, his female partner a few weeks back and we haven't talked about that either so basically what we're saying is we have been really naughty and it's been a really fucking fun time and you guys are going to hear about all of it very shortly yeah and we are getting ready to meet this week i believe with another podcast couple with whom we've never met Oh, I'm so excited for that. Me too. I And I don't even know what they look like. I've heard their show. We and I have listened to it, but I have no idea. I don't know anything about them. I'm just excited to meet them because they live very close to where we are. Yeah, we can't say who it is because we haven't asked their permission. We don't know how they feel about that. I would assume they'll be okay with it, but we want to ask when we meet them. So sure. we'll hopefully uh, tell you about that too. Not for play, just to meet them. No, and, no, no. And... We're just going to meet for a drink because we, we've never met and they're right here. Yeah. So that'll be really fun. We have some just cool shit coming up. So Absolutely. Single guy tip of the week. Yeah, we have to get to this. I need to chat about this. <laughs> I know. It's, it's fucking driving me insane. So for anyone listening who has seen me naked, you know that I have an aversion to hair. <laughs> I don't like hair. Right. But on me. Uh, my, personally, it makes me feel dirty. Now, I like hair on other people. That's not a thing. I, to I, a degree. I, to a degree, yeah. Trimmed and, and kind of neat. And yeah, I, I think it's sexy. On other folks, I can't stand it on myself. However... Guys, but and I'm talking particularly to guys, let's say, 40s and older. Yeah, it really is an age-based thing. I've it is. almost never it is. experienced this with younger guys. No, I haven't. Well, I will talk about one. Well, I'll mention the one incident because it was fucking insane to me. But mostly it's 40 and over. Guys my age, 50 plus, let's, let's call it. Terrible concept of what you should do hygienically in terms of keeping yourself kept. Yes. Right? I have been inundated for whatever reason. This happens in bunches, right? I, I got a number of pictures and people reaching out, single guys particularly, wanting to meet you and me, for that matter. And <laughs> listen, for me, it's a non-starter. It's it's just you you can't be a smoker, and I I don't want to have to send it out a search party to find your privates. <laughs> I can't do that. True, okay? true story. So, but I'm getting a lot of these, and particularly the guys that are reaching out wanting to talk to you. And look, I'm not saying you got to take a straight razor to every part of your body and completely no hair. I'm not saying that at all. Just trim it up, man. Trim it up. Just be hygienic. Trim it up. That's bad enough, right? Then it's the fingernails. Oh, I can't even. It's the grossest thing ever. So a younger guy, let's call him late 30s, mid to late 30s, sends an image of himself. He want, you know, He's communicating with me, knowing full well he's communicating with me, wanting to talk to you. And we're talking about the opportunities and you know, just really normal stuff. He then sends a picture, asks, of course, if he can send a, top, a shirtless picture, which he did. He's standing in front of the mirror, obviously in his bathroom. His hand is right up against the mirror, and his fingernails are long and funky. I mean, dirty, 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 like he was outside gardening, barehanded, and just didn't bother to wash his hands. It's, 
It's so gross. Oh, it's one of the biggest turnoffs. I was telling you the other day that some guy had reached out to me and he and I were corresponding back and forth and he seemed really fucking cool, really handsome. He sent me pictures where he looked really put together. He was wearing a suit in one of them and just a really nice pressed button down in another, just really impeccably put together guy. We start communicating, sending pictures. He asked if he can send a cockpit and I said, sure. I was really impressed that he asked permission and at that point I wanted to see it and he sends this big, beautiful cock picture with his fucking hand holding his cock with literally black grime under every single fingernail. I was so turned off. I could not have been less interested in being near that cock. Listen, there's no excuse for that. I get it. You have a a laborious job where your hands are dirty. I fucking get it. But there are steps you can take to mitigate that funkiness. Oh my God, there are so many things you can do. You can buy nail, the nail brushes, you can get Trim all sorts. Trim your fucking nails, dude. Well, that too. But you can also get all sorts of solutions because yeah, if you're a mechanic, if you're somebody who works in the dirt, whatever, yeah, your hands are going to get fucked up. But there are so many things out there that you can get to fix that now. Yeah, well, trim your nails. Number one, let's keep them fucking clean. And, you know, wash your hands, get the brush, like you said, get in the shower, work on those things. There's a lot you can do. I I get it. Shit happens. But if you're going to take a picture and you're going to send it to somebody with the pretense of potentially having sex with them or their partner... Uh, put your best foot forward. Well, and I would never want to have to embarrass someone in, in person because if someone, if I didn't see gross fingernails and then you, they showed up to the date and they had gross fingernails, I would literally have to say no thank you. Yeah, it's t- look, it's tough. It's just one of those. Look, we've walked out of restaurants when servers have come to the table and their hands look oh, like that. I won't, yeah. You're not touching my fucking food because I got to put that in my mouth. Yeah, my plate is going to come to me in those gross hands. No fucking way. Yeah, not a chance. So single guy tip of the week. This is pretty simple. Trim it up. Keep it clean. You know, I'm not saying you got to be, you know, Kojak style, but you got to trim that shit up. No, you don't need a manicure. You don't You don't need to get a manicure. Just clean that shit up. You could get a manicure. You totally that would can. be more impressive because I then do. your cuticle beds are all looking nice. Yeah, I get it done. You, you can fucking judge me if you want. My toes are painted right now. You got to clean that shit up. I'm just saying I think that women take a lot more pride in their appearance and I don't like that. I feel like it needs to be normalized for men to take equally as much pride in their appearance. I don't understand yeah. why so many guys have an aversion to doing things that are going to make them look better and be more presentable to other people. I don't know. But listen, the, the hygiene thing is a must. It's a must. Agreed. It's a basic. Fucking do it, people. Clean your shit up. <laughs> You're better, bro. Just clean your fucking, clean your nails, trim your bush. Get I'm impeccably it. clean, so I expect other people to be the same. Yeah, absolutely. I would. Yeah, I can't imagine it. I would never do it. So yeah, guys, clean it up. Single guy tip of the week. If you're if you are earnestly wanting to meet someone and you're sending pictures, by all means, do everything you can to do your best. Absolutely. So guys, we have something really fun to get to today that I am so excited about. We are chatting with quite possibly one of the coolest people out there. She is hilarious. She is so open about her life and her struggles and her hilarity and all of the things in between. And I just have so much respect and admiration for her. And we have been waiting very impatiently to share this interview with you for a while. Yeah, she is awesome. I love her energy. Her I-don't-give-a-fuck attitude about just about everything. She's absolutely hilarious. Her comedy is fucking hilarious. And really what I like best about her is when I see the look on people's faces in the audience when you watch her videos, they're so surprised. The men particularly are so surprised by some of the things coming out of her mouth. I fucking love it. Yes. She's and just adorable. She's also incredibly sex positive, which is great. She is, and super sexy. Yes. So before we get to that, we want to say a very big thank you to one of our partners of the Front Porch Swingers podcast. 
We have recommended many times that before you go to a lifestyle event, a house party, or even just a play session, that you put together a little swinger bag full of the necessities you know you're going to need. And Promescent has so many of the products that we recommend putting in that bag. Our absolute favorite lubricants on the market, for example, and the best condoms you're going to find out there. Plus, their flagship product, the Delay Spray, which helps you extend that sexy bedroom playtime, which is especially important with a brand new partner. So go to promescent.com today. Start filling up your swinger bag, finding all of the essentials that you're going to need. You're going to love the quality of the product so much. We know you will because we use them ourselves on an almost daily basis. And if you use our promo code, which is FPS15OFF, that's FPS15OFF, you're going to get 15% off of your order today. So once again, promescent.com, check out their products today. So as mentioned today, we are sharing an interview with you guys with one of the best podcasters, comedians out there. Her name is Andrea Allen. She's the host of the Hot Mess Comedy Hour. She has a new podcast coming out, which you'll hear about during this interview. And she's just amazing. So without further ado, here's our conversation with Andrea Allen. All right. We are here today with an amazing podcaster, a comedian, and someone that we are so excited to talk to. I'm a huge fan of her show, and it is going to be so fun to chat with her today. Hey, Andrea, how are you doing? Oh, my God. Hello, Front Porch Swingers, my favorite. (laughs) Thank you for having me. Thank you for being with us. If you want to maybe introduce yourself a little bit to our listeners for those who don't know you. Sure, of course. Um, I am a New York City gal. I host the podcast, The Hot Mess Comedy Hour, which is an interview show, which you two are on. Great episode. Check it out. And I guess the premise of the show is why are you a hot mess? So, you know, it kind of, it's a broad strokes, but we get all over the place. We talk about sex and dating. We talk about mental health. You know, we talk about it's pretty much anything under the sun. And um, so we're, I'm a pretty open-minded lady out there. And uh, yeah, it's a lot of fun. I'm a, I've, you know, I've been to orgies. I've lived the sex positive life. Pretty open book. Yes. And you talk about all of it on your show, which is yeah. both entertaining and appreciative. Or, and oh, it, thank you. I, I'm appreciative of it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you're also a comedian. And by the yes. way, I've, I've watched quite a bit of your comedy in oh preparation for this it is so good. And one of oh. the reasons I was so excited to talk to you is because you are a woman with a voice and you're not afraid to use it. And I think that that's something that, you know, is something I've really been working through on this podcast, too, because mm-hmm. as somebody who shares her sex life, basically for a living at this point, there's yeah. always kind of that knee jerk reaction of you're oversharing, you're being raunchy, women shouldn't sure. be like that. And mm-hmm. I think that you are a perfect example of somebody who embraces kind of the raunchiness and and the, you know, the sexual side and all of the sides of yourself. So, oh, flattered. Can you tell my mom <laughs> that it's cool? Because she's still pretty concerned about it. I listened to your comedy. I thought it was fucking hilarious. Oh, I'll, t- I'll tell your mom you if so you much. tell my mom. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, You can both get together and figure that out. I'm out of that conversation. Do a speakerphone call. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It definitely, yeah. I think once I released an album cover with like a fake Bukaki image, that yeah. was like the end of me being a private person in any capacity. But I think what drives me always, because I was a fan of podcasting since I was a very young age, um, I was I was a super fan of a podcast, and I remember the relief in hearing another person discuss their life openly and being like, "Oh my god, me too!" Like 
wow, this is so affirming. Um, so for me, the risk of being embarrassed is much overshadowed by like the possibility of connecting with others. And like, yeah, I think it's just such a cool thing in our world right now. You know? Yeah. We're constantly, we're inundated with people reaching out to us either via email or instant message or whatever, telling us just how, you know, our show has affected them in, in a positive way and what it's done for their relationships and those kinds of things. Do you experience that as well? I imagine. Oh, you must get yeah. a bunch of it. Sure. I also get a lot because of like the mental health nature of my show. I get a lot of emails or messages where I'm like, you should be talking to a doctor. (laughs) You know what I mean? And it's not like I'm honored that one would confide in me in this way, but I'm like, yo, girl, (laughs) listen. Yeah. I'm, I'm also a crazy lady who lives in New York City and is a clown for a living. Like, I right. appreciate um I appreciate you relating to me but yeah I mean it, it's a it's a really it's a ripple effect um being open and positive and it comes back to you so I think it's I think it's really wonderful and and um yeah everything you feel someone else has felt in some way so I think that's like the key to it for me for sure yeah especially in comedy too you know because like specifically a woman talking about sex and comedy and also talking about like your body or having anger or like things that are like considered maybe taboo or ugly or unfeminine quote unquote I always have people coming up to me being like me too afterwards so it's like yeah dude I had a joke when I started doing comedy about throwing up during blowjobs which every it has happened to every woman. <laughs> I have a horrendous story about that. We are not going to share. On I'm show. sure you do. Cause it's a universal goddamn experience. We're all there silently th- fucking swallowing our vomit or like moving it to the side and, or then, not at all. And just letting shit fly. Sure, sometimes, sometimes the fucking damn breaks and yeah, get your finger and, out of that hole. Can't do anything <laughs> about it. But like people are, men would be shocked that, I would tell this show because a lot of them don't know that this is happening, even though it's a gag. Like, why would it not happen? And women would always like privately pull me aside and be like, Oh my God, I threw up in someone's dick in a garage. And I'd be like, (laughs) yes, we're all suffering silently. So it's fun like that. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's part of the problem is that as women, sometimes we don't want to talk about, you know, the realities of sex. I mean, people in general, but I think women, especially we have this mindset of like, oh, we're supposed to be dainty. We're supposed to be be cute. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Mm -hmm. And if you are, it's such a turnoff to people. And it's like, why can't we just talk about the real shit? You know? Yes. Yes. It's happening. Yes. I, I told actually my ex-boyfriend about that I had been vomiting during sex. I just have a gagging reflex. So I, you know, I'm so used to it um, and like swallowing it. And he was like, what? He was like, you've been throwing up on my dick like low key for like six months. Stop. (laughs) Stop it. And I was like, okay, I will, you know. But unless I'd said something, I think I would have been like silently suffering the entire relationship. So yeah, yeah not good. <laughs> yeah, not a lot of guys are going to handle that well. Kudos to him. It's crazy. Yeah. Guys, they don't, don't want to talk about it. I talk about this all the time. Sexuality as, as a conversation between men is it's a fucking nightmare. Yeah. I mean, it's, sure. And it's so bad. It's so archaic a lot of times and just so uh, it's non-existent in a lot of cases. It's, it's really unfortunate. 
not necessarily with non-monogamous men. I no. find that not like people in the swinger lifestyle, especially are far more men or women, far more willing to talk about that. Stuff. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Sure. But in vanilla life, fucking forget it. Oh my God. Do you know, I was talking to, I have um, a, a poly partner who he sharpens his fingers down, fingernails down to claws. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. that's cool. Yes. Yeah. And scratches the hell out of me. I think the kink is called like predator prey yeah. is the name of it. Yeah. So um, I've been getting uh, turned into uh, a dream catcher on my back <laughs> for <laughs> the past few months, but he obviously he's been polyamorous for a long time he's also clearly in the kink lifestyle i mean he's got fucking claws um but so we talk very openly about sex and all this stuff and he was talking about like when things are going when you're having kinky sex and someone who's newer or someone who's inexperienced like does a bad thing or doesn't behave or like seems like they're they're trying to act like they're okay, but they're actually not. He put this phrase, he goes, I put them in vanilla jail because you said the word vanilla and my brain like connected it. And it's the perfect word for like, okay, we're going to go back to like missionary and I'm going to hit your nose with a newspaper, you <laughs> yeah. know, you're in the but corner. Like, yeah. I love talking about like the term vanilla jail is perfect and it completely encapsulated encapsulates it. And now I have a word for that. Like had I not had a conversation with this person, I would never know that, but yeah. there's a lot to know for sure. Yeah. That's kind of one of the great things about being with multiple partners anyway, especially people yeah. that are sex positive and want to talk about sex. Yeah. You learn so much. Like oh Brian's a, a wealth of knowledge, but there are certain things that he and I would never even talk about if I wasn't sure. with someone else and had that yeah. experience and then came back to him, which is really mm -hmm. fucking cool. Yeah, it's the whole what reason I we learned. do what we do. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or try this on me or <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> Let's Absolutely. have this conversation. I'm not sure that I'm into this. Are you into this? No, cool. Now we're on the same page and we've checked that off, you know. Right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's fun. One of the things I was really excited to talk to you about, because I obviously listened to your podcast and I know how especially the last year has been, but let's say overall. Oh my God. Dealing with, the, <laughs> dealing with some of the guys that you've been dealing with. I think mm -hmm. that there's a conversation to be had here because our listeners of our show know that we have single guy tip of the week where mm -hmm. we're earnestly, sometimes tongue in cheek, but typically earnestly trying to help these single guys oh my God. develop better communication saints, skills. Patron saints. <laughs> it's not easy, man. Sometimes I just fucking can't. Yeah, I mean, I really, Brian will go off, I but. really do earnestly try to lend some, any advice I can. If I think someone's going to be open to it, it is not fucking easy. They don't make it easy. Yes. The, oh God. Brian's like men do say the darnest things. <laughs> no, they say some fucking dumb shit. And it's like, have yes. you, how do have, how have you ever gotten laid? How did you, because, how have you been through well, the world? Well, the way I look at it, it's like, I'm, I'm the gatekeeper, right? So if mm -hmm. you're talking to me in mm -hmm. an attempt to have coitus with my partner sure and you have been living your life as a assumably single you know available person mm -hmm. i'm literally giving you the roadmap i'm handing you fucking directions yeah and you can't figure it out so how have you done it without instruction all this time you're fucking terrible at this you know yeah. it's crazy yeah they got an air mattress on the floor they oh. are just yeah, I don't I, I don't know how we got to this point. I mean, there's it's I, a part of it. And actually, you guys, you sent me a very nice message. So I had a date last summer with a uh, couple and 
They were like kind of this goth Bonnie and Clyde pair, very out there, artsy New York native people. Um, so very like combative a little bit, which it was fun. I can kind of deal with like any type of person to a level and New Yorkers are very upfront like that. So I was like, kind of like, oh, they're not, you know, super friendly, but like, I'm still, they're still hot enough for me to like deal with this bullshit. And I met them in person and like the, the guy was like, talking about cheating on his like cheating on his past partner and being like and i think i got scabies and i might have got drunk and killed someone like all this stuff i'm like you're trying to make me feel safe you want me to have sex with you very very sid and nancy going on here i'm not really sure yes and she's sitting there all fucking whacked out like yeah he's so funny i'm like what the fuck are you okay blink twice if you're okay right you need to get a little sign you know help me <laughs> yes i can take you out of here but like the thing is i think and and you had sent me a message afterwards being like that is not the couples like this is not how couples should be behaving and like you know they did things like told me they had limited time and they made me feel like i was like auditioning in a weird way like bring a resume and you know exactly references. and it's like dude, I'm, I'm fucking you as a couple. I'm the stranger. Like also as a woman, do you not understand that I might be a little fearful of your borderline serial killer boyfriend here? So, but like, it was nice to to have people who do this be like, there are protocols and like ways to do this. And these people did not follow any of them. And then I talked about it in like very a very veiled way in my podcast. And the girl reached out to me and was like, you don't fucking know him. You know what I mean? And it was like, yo, man, I don't know what planet you're living on, but like, I'm so sorry that your relationship is this, but like, you're coming at me. But I think because of an unfortunate effect of sex positivity is like, people believe that they can have everything And because there's this whole bastion of like acceptance and all these things, there is just like, what, you're not cool. Do you know what I mean? There's this undercurrent of like, oh, you can't handle this. And it's like, yeah, I'm cool. But also like, I'm a human being with needs who likes to be treated, you know, a certain way. And like, I'm not a prude because I have basic boundaries and things like that. And I think that sex positivity sometimes gets used as an excuse for really bad behavior. So well, it's, yeah. yeah, we say it all. I mean, I say it all the time. It's a, you know, the sex positivity space is really amazing and you can theoretically find everything you're looking for, but you cannot be an asshole. No, you know, and you can't so, be an asshole and yeah. find everything you're looking for. But the frightening thing, Andrea, is that that couple is going to connect with someone. That's what I'm saying. I and mean, there's like a million more of me's yeah. that they can choose from. Yeah. And there's an ass for every seat, as my old grandmother used to say. Yeah, your grandmother knew what the fuck was going on. Yeah, yeah, she did. (laughs) Yeah. And I've also like, so ethical non-monogamy is rampant. I feel like every couple in New York is open, at least definitely in Brooklyn for sure, which is great. But it also is this breed, and I've noticed it with the men, where more often than not, a man will say something disparaging about his female partner to me or he will like sort of discuss their problem or kind of like I've had like a pitting of me against her type thing and like also poor communication like all these kind of it's like fuck boy behavior 
but they're ethically non-monogamous. So they're pretending like it's like they're pretending they're woke, but at the (laughs) same time behaving like pickup artists. And I'm like, oh, I cannot believe you co-opted this. And now you get to just like have your harem and be like, what do you mean? Like love is love. Also like my girlfriend is uh, 21 and I never call her back. Like it's crazy. Yeah. 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 People act as if getting into a relationship means all of a sudden they're not, you know, one of these, like you said, fuck boy type people. It's like, well, I'm in a relationship. I have somebody that wants to be around me. So, Mm. so now I have far more freedom to act like a total piece of shit. Like shit. And now I have you to treat like shit. You've you've Jedi mind tricked one poor soul, but that does not mean it's going to happen twice. Lightning doesn't strike twice. I know. I know. And I actually, I ended up, I had very good sex with this guy. And he was like kind of a sadist. He was, we had super good chemistry. We'd like fucked on the roof of my apartment. Um, you know, he was, he was like a newly single guy who was like coming into his own in the kink way. So it was really exciting, but he did have a primary who, um, me and Emily affectionately called boots and sweaters, who was like a very kind of cookie cutter, sweet girl. And it was clear that he had wrangled her into ethical non-monogamy because he wanted to be single, but he liked her companionship and adoration. And so it's not my business as like someone who it, it is in the sense of, I don't like you as a, I'm starting to not like you as a person watching you kind of like take advantage of this girl. And it's just like, it's a bad look, man. But it came to a head when he like broke up with her because she said that she loved him. They were together for like six months at this point. She was like, I'm in love with you. I need you to say it back. Tough look. I don't like that already as a relationship. And he was like, I can't say it back right now. And like, and he broke up with her. So he messages me, you know, and like, again, we're fuck buddies, but now I'm like, you're emotional labor through this break. Like I already, this is already wading into territory that it's uncomfortable. But I was like, hey, man, ultimately, that's like the nicer thing to do for her. She clearly wants a partner and is in love with you. You have to let her go. It's not the right thing to do. It it was a good thing to let her go because I know what that's like. I've been in love with people who don't love me back. It's horrible. You like don't have the confidence to leave sometimes. So as the guy who she's in love with, you have to do the thing for her. And he was like, I know you're right. Like, and I'm like, okay, cool. Well, I hope you're feeling good, whatever, you know, let's tie me up to a cross later or whatever we were getting into. <laughs> um, and then a week or so later, he like tried to, to casually slip in that he got back together with this girl. He like said something like, oh, my partner. I'm like, I'm sorry, motherfucker. Did I stutter? Your partner? <laughs> what? Who are you talking about? And he was like, oh yeah, like the breakup didn't take. I'm like, no, you are weak. And you love being adored by, you can't have everything. You can't just have everything all the fucking time. And I was so turned off by him just like slithering back and like using this girl that I just texted LOL and then blocked him. Yeah. And to me, that sounds like the type of person. And I think that this is the issue with a lot of people that I know a lot of people that we encounter for sure. But I think just a lot of people out there in general is. 
there's not a forward evolution. You're not trying yes. to do better. You're not trying no. to better yourself. You're not taking the steps to earnestly become a better person. And mm-hmm. therefore you find yourself going through the same shit over and over and over and over again. And you lack self-awareness to stop and go, okay, I'm the common denominator in all of this shit and I need to do better. I think that is the case with so many of these, especially single guys. But I think people that we encounter in the lifestyle period is like things have worked for so long or they, they have seemingly worked for so long. At least it's uh it's been, you know, their ability to kind of stuff shit down and act like everything's okay for so long. Mm -hmm. And they don't see a reason to change anything because of that. And they're still getting what they want, you know? Yeah, exactly. What's the incentive for bettering yourself. And the, the problem for me with, a lot of these these guys and I, and you can i can tell who they are at this point obviously because we've been i've done this a million fucking times by now mm-hmm. it's pretty obvious the guys that are attempting to get into this space and when i say the space i mean typically they're trying to get involved in the quote-unquote ethical non-monogamy or open mm-hmm. relationships particularly with couples they're trying to get kind of maneuver that sure. you know that area you can tell the ones that are trying that now because it's the last ditch effort they have been failing miserably at finding a partner and doing things the quote-unquote normative way Uh and now it's like okay i'm just going to try this this seems much easier no motherfucker it is not easier in fact it's going to be infinitely more difficult because you don't have the basic fucking social skills to meet one person now you got to interact with two good fucking luck i know it's wild it's yeah it's you can't walk you think you're gonna run now that's insane <laughs> yeah exactly. right yeah, you, yeah yeah exactly you've never taken a step now you're gonna fucking run a marathon good luck let me see how that works out for you yeah also yeah. like if if you're a terrible lay um because if you're not a considerate person generally you're probably not going to be a good sexual partner so now you're going to try to pleasure i love when someone tries to come into a sex positive space and is like i want to have a threesome that's i think a lot of like this type of guy yeah. is like i want to have a threesome to go to exactly and i'm like you think you're going to pleasure multiple women oh okay Okay. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, yeah, some of these guys, it's like, well, you're in your 40s, dude, and you're having a hell of a time tracking down one gal or one yeah. person that wants anything to do with you. Now you think because you've watched fucking Pornhub religiously for the last fucking 10 years, you're prepared mm-hmm. to have a threesome. You're out of your fucking <laughs> mind, you know? Do, yeah. Do you guys get, I mean, as a as a couple, I'm sure you get these guys all the time. Is it more rare to find a man who is evolved and, you know, considerate and also experienced? Like, what's your end yeah, of it? That's the yeah. unicorn, that guy. Yeah. Yeah. It's more so with the men. I was saying to my friend that, like, I, I think that I can very easily be ethically non monogamous. I think it's, it comes because I'm intuitive and considerate, I think as a human being, but also I think women tend to be uh, socialized to nurture others based off of just like our gender roles. So I am good at like checking up on people. I do know when someone is upset, you know what I mean? Because my body has been like conditioned to raise fucking children and I'm raising children i have a i have a stable full of toddlers that i fuck all the time you know what i mean (laughs) it's like hurting mosquitoes (laughs) yes so it's like i find this second nature and i used to think for a long time in my early 20s when men uh, would disappoint me i used to think that they knew better and they were just doing it to be cruel to me and i was like oh they're running the same internal dialogue that i am but like they're just like fuck it i'll do what i want or they were getting off on the cruelness or the control or the power of the situation which i think is the truth for some personality types but 
I, to your point about men and discussing things, I definitely turned a corner when I'm like, oh, they don't know, but they haven't been, they haven't been trained. There's no muscle being flexed. So like something that appears very obvious to me is not even being registered. So the interesting thing to me, and I'm sure Brenna can speak to this. She obviously talks to every bit as many of single guys as I do, maybe more, probably more at this point. Yeah. Part of the, you know, we talk about awareness all the time and, and sexual IQ and really just taking an internal inventory of what type of human being you are. And I'm speaking particularly about men. Mm -hmm. What I find interesting is the guys that have some real life experience, Mm -hmm. they've seen some shit, uh, they've done some things, you know, they, mm-hmm. they've left the, the, the town they grew up in and actually sure. did some things in their life and either accomplished something or failed miserably, but continue going forward. But th- they've done shit. Yeah. Those are the guys who have a very different view of what this space should look like. And mm-hmm. 99 times out of a hundred, they are the better candidate because they have, you know, they're thoughtful. They have empathy. They understand yeah. situations uh, where unlike you got some of these cats that are just so fucking singularly focused, all they mm-hmm. want to do is make it, they think, easier for themselves seemingly to get laid. It, mm-hmm. it just it oozes out of them. It just comes out of their pores. It's so yeah. painful, even digitally. It's so obvious digitally oh, that you yeah. don't know shit. Oh, yeah. And I've gotten a lot better at at cutting it off digitally, too. I've set like... So I have struggled with sex addiction, you know, and I've been pretty open about it on my show. And, you know, sex addiction, it it rears its head in different severities. So there's people have this image of like, you're sucking dick in an alley, which I think is like everyone's image of addiction. It's always like you're sucking dick in an alley. It's so degrading. I can't believe you're sucking dick in an alley. Listen, we've all sucked dick in an alley. But like the way that it manifests itself with me is when I allow sex and dating to monopolize my mental space. Um, I put myself in risky situations that I wouldn't otherwise be doing because of the sexual payoff. I tolerate uh, disrespect or abusive behavior um, in the name of like the dopamine hit or the excitement of the instability or whatever. And so it's something that I've definitely like, it's hard because it's like part of your romantic life. It's how you connect with people. It's alcoholic, being an alcoholic, you can put booze down, but if you have addictive tendencies around sex, it's like, I have to be a person in the world who has sex with other people. So it's kind of all intertwined. But the thing that I've noticed is that like, I just have to set rules for myself now, very clear boundaries on on what I don't accept before I even start. So like now when I'm on dating apps, I'm like, you're on there for 20 minutes in the morning and 20 minutes at night. If someone does a single thing that is a red flag or feels disrespectful to you, you unmatch them immediately. You have a list of no's that are just not compromise. You do not compromise on these things because there are just too many lived experiences to show you otherwise. Like one of them, like I, for four or five months back, I had a dude who was weird about condoms, which is laughable when you have multiple partners. What are you talking about? And he put up like a little bit of a fight. And because I was so attracted and sucked in by him i kind of folded uh, i mean we ended up using condoms later but we did the whole like ooh, i'm waiting at the door with my dick you know what i mean i'm knocking 
And afterwards I was like, you never do that. That's not in your behavioral. When have you been doing this with like near strangers? Like, who are you? So I had to be like, okay, so no with this guy anymore, because clearly he's triggering this thing within you where you're not respecting your own boundaries. So it has to stop. Like you have to be really, really, you have to be vigilant also, unfortunately, which sucks. Yeah, I can totally understand that. I mean, I don't, I don't consider myself a sex addict, but there have definitely been times when I have used sex as an emotional crutch. And I think it's really easy to do when you're in this lifestyle. Like Brian, for example, last week, our listeners know we are far too dependent on one another. We have a little bit of codependency that we're working really, really hard on right now. We're on a goddamn bus together. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, we, uh, we were working very hard to gain our independence, but he was out last week with a lovely lady and I was so excited that he was out with her and I was super turned on by it. But Mm -hmm. I also, also found myself multiple times throughout the day, grabbing my phone and getting on the different apps and talking to people Mm -hmm. that I wouldn't normally have any interest in. It was almost like it was a mixture of boredom and anxiety that was resulting in me doing things that I shouldn't have been doing in terms of digital communication. And I think that there are a lot of people out there who experience that, you know, whether Mm -hmm. it's you're in a fight with your partner in, you know, in an ethically non-monogamous relationship, you think mm-hmm. that it's okay to jump on Tinder and start talking to people. And it's like, eh, mm-hmm. is that the best time? And I think we're also in this world right now where it's easier than ever to use it oh, as yeah. a crutch. Oh, so- yeah. It's kind of like going to the grocery store without a list. You know you're coming back with some shit you shouldn't eat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You're getting that fucking frozen pizza. I mean, For sure. th- there's... um. I've been reading a book actually that's been really helpful to me called Attached, which is about attachment styles, which has been like hugely eye-opening to me. And I'm I'm probably going to butcher the scientific language about it, but it's talking about um, how people attach romantically based off. I mean, attachment theory is based off of children, like babies, how they are when you take their mother away and like, you know, do they cry? Do they retreat inward and all these things? And one of the attachment styles is called like anxious avoidant, <laughs> which hey, here I am. But basically there's like a lot of initial, when I when you meet someone, there's a lot of initial like frenetic energy, which feels good, but there's also like worry of like, am I doing the right? Do they like, you know what I mean? A lot of like questioning and are they going away? And, um, and, uh, and then one of the, the words for like the way you react, if someone say you are having sort of like a very connected relationship with someone and you sense that they're pulling back in some way, or, you know, you're ethically non-monogamous and you know, they're with another partner or whatever it may be when you start to freak out, which is a natural human thing. We're not like pussies. We just have needs and, and we have an attachment to another person. They call it protest behavior, which is like such a perfect word for it to me, where it's like, you start to do things to assure that this other person is attached to you. So it, and it may not just be like calling them. It could be like, okay, well, I'm going to talk to another person to manipulate them into remembering that I'm here, or I'm going to do X, Y, Z to sort of calm myself down and satiate this insecurity because my attachment is threatened right now. You know what I mean? The person who I am having, who's intimate with me and provides me with those needs is gone or I feel like that thing is being taken away. So now I am going down the line of the ways that I try to secure myself. So it's been like very 
helpful and humbling to read these things and be like, you're not the only person that feels this way. Needs are a common thing. Human beings have, we're not a monolith and to give yourself some grace, but also to recognize those behaviors and be like, why are you doing that? And is that really serving this? Like, is this quieting your brain or is this perpetuating this anxiety? And like, where is it going to end? You know, so it's almost like survival instincts kicking in. It is. And it's, there was a, a chapter in the beginning of the book about a couple that was like doing an amazing race type thing. And the woman was an anxious attachment. So that, that I sort of just discussed and the man was an avoidant who didn't, you know, felt as if um, attachment or relationships like threatened his independence or whatever. And they were doing this race and there was something like really um, scary. And the woman wanted the man to hold her hand. because She was scared and he didn't want to do it because it was like on TV and he wanted to be this guy and whatever. And they ended up losing the race. And the, the doctors who were, who wrote the book were like, had he just held her hand, she would have moved back down to neutral and they would have been able to do so much better in the, you know what I mean? Like it's a lack it of seems, trust at that point. It's a trust issue for sure. And, but it, but it seems like independence makes you function better in society. And it's actually not true. Like we're all healthier and happier. If we can, I think the word is interdependence, not codependence, but we can go in, depend, come out in the world. But like, we know we have that base in our mind. So it allows us to feel secure in the way that we move in the world. Which yeah, is, we're pack animals. I mean, we just yeah, are. we are. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, relationships are fucking interesting. They really they are. are. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, people in general, the, the, yeah, the human psyche and behavior. You know, and to your point earlier, Andrew, you were talking about the weirdness with the guys and the condoms. Obviously, we run into that all the time. Yes. But I'm here to tell you, that's a couple thing too. I cannot tell you how many couples I have run into as of late, probably the last two months or so where the, the either the female partner of that of that couple or the male partner of that couple will let you know that she quote unquote prefers to play without condoms. So you've got couples playing that game as well. Jesus. Yeah, it's yeah, it's a thing. How, how do you what do you say to that? Uh via con Dios. Yeah. Yeah. It's not, yeah. I mean, it's, it's not even a conversation. It's not even, a, it's a non-starter. You know, there are certain yeah. things that, you know, we talk about it all the time. There are some, we don't have a lot of hard and fast rules, but we do have our boundaries. That is one of them. It's the number one, frankly. Of course, because if you are willing to do that, what else are you willing to do? I mean, yeah. Yeah. You're I throwing caution to the wind at that point. I mean, I get the, you know, I understand the kinks and I understand the desire to f- fulfill these fetishes and fantasies that for us just makes zero sense. And I get it. We get tested just like a lot of other people do. I do not care. That's mm-hmm. just the, that's the entry fee. That doesn't mean that we're going to play and, yeah. you know, fluid bond. I don't know you. We don't know yeah. each other. Yes. Well, that's another thing about sex positivity where it's like, love is love. And it's like, no, it's not motherfucker. I just met you. <laughs> what are you talking about? Yeah. yeah. But, but they do. It's it's used as a what you don't trust me. I have a polycule. I'm like I don't care how many cules you have. <laughs> there are there is back there is antibiotic resistant gonorrhea in this planet. No dick is worth having my pussy become a nuclear power plant. Get the fuck out of here. Actually, that sounds kind of awesome. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, the way sure. you put that sounds kind of awesome. Maybe for actually. you, not for the person with the nuclear. It's, no, I'm not talking like from a. <laughs> From a fire and explosive kind of standpoint, but that sure. sounds like one powerful pussy to me. 
I'm generating. I've been powering the grid of Brooklyn for ten years now. <laughs> yeah, I'm not even sure I want to engage with said pussy because that's going to get addictive pretty quick. I feel like that sure, might be a bad sure. plan. You're buying it's that green. pussy cars and all kinds of shit. <laughs> oh God. Yeah. yeah, yeah, not for me. Yeah, no joke. Well, mm-hmm. Andrea, as I mentioned at the beginning of the interview, I'm a huge fan of yours. I oh that... my gosh, thank you so much. No, for real. I as am I. I. I find her, I find you charming, and your humor, your comedy is absolutely hilarious. Oh, uh, I saw some of the YouTube videos. It was some funny shit, man. Yeah, but... And the best thing for me is the is the reaction from the crowd when you oh, say some shit that they don't expect <laughs> you to say. Like the looks on their faces, they're partially horrified and completely <laughs> fucking engaged. It's hilarious. Oh, thank you. You guys are wonderful. I'm a big fan of you guys as well. So oh, thank you. Much well, Appreciate it. We would love for our listeners to come and find you and your amazing work. So where can they do so? Yes. Uh, well, follow me on Instagram at Andrea Comedy 69. That's the portal into Andrea world. But as I mentioned before, I have a podcast called the Hot Mess Comedy Hour, which is you guys are on it, obviously. And, you know, it's we discuss everything pretty openly. So I'm sure that your people would love uh, that. And I also am soon please lord uh god it's so hard to get things done guys man i am launching a second podcast a sex podcast uh sex podcast i'll get i haven't actually ever said the name in public but here we are front porch swingers exclusive uh called dog pig um so (laughs) do with that what you may and it's gonna be uh, a interview show kind of very similar to this um but it will, will be more topic heavy so one week we'll talk about animal transformation fetishes. The next week we'll talk about, you know, predator prey or polyamory, whatever. I could talk sex, like you said, is so endlessly uh, multifaceted. I could talk for years about it. So that is going to be coming out within the next few months. So if you follow me on Instagram, um, and I'll obviously, I will have you guys on there. So just keep an eye and, and I'm sure you guys will love it. Yeah, I'm pumped for that. I'm a huge Hot Mess Comedy Hour fan. I love that you guys talk about so many different facets of what it's like to be a woman, to be a sexual being, to be a person existing in the world, period, in such an honest and thoughtful way. So highly recommend that for all of our listeners, but especially for us, you know, millennial ladies. I I think it's just an important one. And I think that the conversations that are had are incredibly eye-opening. So thank you very much for your vulnerability and the work that you do and also for talking with us today. Yeah, listen, guys could stand to listen to your show. No bullshit. Thank you. Fucking tune in. Yeah, women who are much like yourself and your amazing partner uh, on the show, listening to women who are not afraid to speak their mind and to tell you some truth and really to remove the filter. If she would let me take the filter up, man, this would be a different fucking show. I'm here to tell you. Oh, shit. Tune in. I'm not sure if it's good or bad. We'd be off the fucking rails quick. Um, Tune in for Brian's rage-filled solo podcast. Holy shit. Yeah, man, I have have opinions. Let's just put it that way. But yeah, listening to you guys is so refreshing because you just, you know, you take the filter off and you let everybody have it that needs it and you know i enjoy it so yeah guys need to tune into that as well high praises from you guys thank you so much (laughs) all right thank you so much again andrea thank you thank you so once again, a very big thank you to Andrea Allen. I think you guys can tell from that interview why we enjoy her as much as we do. And we definitely encourage you to check out her work because it's fantastic. Yeah, she is so fucking funny. I just enjoy talking to her. She's 
just so unapologetic about everything. I just dig her. Yeah, agreed. So thank you, Andrea. And guys, we want to thank some very special people in our lives, our Patreon members. If you guys are not familiar with our Patreon community, it is a way to sponsor the show for as little as $2 per month, and we provide bonus content as a thank you for sponsoring us and supporting us. So our newest Patreon members this week are Danielle, Abby, and Anonymous. I guess that person didn't want to be known, but we still appreciate you being here so, so much. And we cannot wait to bring you more bonus episodes and also to chat with you in our amazing telegram group with over i think we're up to 120 people from across the world yes not only are we going to be adding some bonuses to our patreon community basically i certainly am i've got a lot planned for the patrons i cannot absolutely cannot fucking wait oh okay and we are uh, going to a party in october at secrets we are and i fucked up last week guys it's podbashevent.com there's no s podbash event you're going to find all of the information there on this event in october but it is october 21st 22nd and 23rd at secrets hideaway in kiss me florida it is going to be us with a gaggle of other amazing pod Podcasters that we are so excited to party with. So we really hope that you'll check out the details. And if you use our promo code PODBASH, you're going to get a bar tab for while you're visiting Secrets. Yeah, you're going to get a $40 bar tab. Just use the PODBASH promo code. That is it. It is that fucking simple. We just wanted to get you guys a little lubricated and naked. That's pretty much it. <laughs> There's a bunch of folks from our Telegram group, bunch of folks, a bunch of listeners. I think at this point, we've got about 40 people already with rooms. It's going to be crazy. Yeah, I'm telling you right now, we know October is a way out but yeah. this is going to sell out i i would be very surprised if it's not sold out within the next month so uh, yeah for sure it's don't do not hesitate i think there's 148 available rooms total at secrets and we know i have numbers right now for at least 40 of them so between everyone signing up we've got five other podcast groups you know swinging flamingos crazy truth naked relationship it's going to be fucking amazing Kinky frame of mind Kinky frame of mind it's going to be a party and that's all it is it's just a fucking party absolutely so once again pod bash event dot com for more information also guys don't forget that we have the naughty shit available for you on our only fans we share all sorts of i share i should say lingerie pictures we share some maybe uh, oral fixation stuff Who yeah knows? you might see a cock in there once in a while <laughs> so head on over to onlyfans.com slash front porch swingers of course we would love for you to also follow us on the socials we're on twitter at fp swingers and instagram at fps pod media and you you can find our youtube channel also called Front Porch Swingers. And as we mentioned, lots of fun stuff coming up in the next few weeks. We have some of the sauciest stories I can think of from a long time now. It's yes. been it's been a lot of incredibly naughty stuff happening in our lives, and we cannot wait to share it with you guys. Yeah, someone's been very naughty, and I'm referring to you. It's not just me, Brian. All right, whatever. It's, it's both of us. Whatever. <laughs> We're both sluts, okay? Fair enough. And we're gonna we're gonna let that slut flag fly by sharing it here on the show. So make sure that you guys come check in with us every single week. And as always, thank you so much for listening. Thanks, everybody. Don't forget to find us on altplayground.net. Alt Playground is an amazing open community for non-monogamous and sexually open people to connect, share, and create new adventures together. They have 20 years of experience as a regional open lifestyle website, but now they're rolling out nationally, and they're including so many amazing features, including the podcast corner, which we're very excited to be on. There are going to be videos from your favorite sex-positive folks, and also it's a great place to just connect with sexy, like-minded people. So we hope you'll come check us out at Alt Playground dot net today.